you're almost famous. You just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea, introducing you to local music every Tuesday night, 8 till 10 p.m. Sports season is pretty much done, so I think we have a, a clean sh- uh, clean run here now until the end of the year with uh, introducing you to local music every Tuesday night. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, Route 53 in Pembroke, online at tinyandsons.com. We are live on the Tiny Stage tonight with Mr. Matt York. Matt, good evening. Good evening, John. How are you? Doing great. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank we you for having me. Just talking off here, it's been just about a year, maybe just over a year since you were here last. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to be back, and when we saw each other the other night, I thought I might have to you know, take a sleigh to get over here, but uh, in fact, it was pretty easy to get I over I know. Here. It wasn't that bad. How much did uh, you get over in Pembroke? Yeah, very little. I mean, I feel like we got like less than four inches. Yeah, same here. It kind of all, it, it, it all came down at once, and then it all kind of washed away at once. So yeah. I'm not going to complain. Fine with me. <laughs> Fine with me. Hopefully we're done with snow for the rest of the year, too. Amen. So if you, uh, if you would, for those who missed your last time here, tell us who you are. All right. Uh, my name is Matt York, and uh, I live uh, here on the South Shore in uh, Pembroke. And um, I have spent, I spent the better part of my early life playing um, music um, and did a lot of pretty cool things back then. And then I took about a 14-year break or so um, where I did really next to nothing. Uh, musically, and then um, a little over a year ago, I put out uh, an album, and um, that went pretty well. And I just completed a second album, and that I'll be releasing this uh, later this spring, early summer. Not sure exactly when yet. And um, yeah, so I play a lot of shows, both um, just kind of the acoustic, you know, sad songwriter troubadour guy deal, and then I do like the full-on rock show too. So um, kind of mix it up. Excellent. And uh, tell us again, I know you, you touched on this briefly the last time that you were here, but your early days, you kind of had the uh, help and support of a, a local legend. Uh, yes, that's how. <laughs> He'll love that you said that. Uh, yeah, so I I, um, I was I was a pretty precocious kid. And when I was about 14, 15 years old, I met Rick Berlin. And um, he... Uh, was a real he was a legit rock star at that point and uh he was about the age i am now and uh so i was very lucky i got to to play a lot of the clubs in boston with him uh as a high school kid and um you know he continues to be um he was absolutely the mentor to me musically and continues to be i mean i just spoke with him uh, this afternoon and um so yeah so he's he's kind of become like an uncle he's been like an uncle for me pretty much my whole life you know so and he's great he was here thanks to you he came and played uh, live in studio for us as well he's awesome he's mm-hmm. kind of i think the best way to describe describe him is he's kind of like a uh, the frank zappa of boston yep yeah definitely like i got a little randy newman tom waits type thing too i mean he is a songwriter songwriter there's no question about it he's so cool and you know you've got the uh the album was it uh uh, Austin, uh, Texas, Boston, 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 Texas. Texas. That's yep. right. They came out about a year ago, produced by Mark Bryant, our friend over in Plymouth. Correct. And uh, yeah, and that started off as really just a, um, 
I, I know I talked about this when I was here last time, but uh, yeah, my, my dad was turning 70 years old, and uh, he had been the one that was kind of carting me around along with my mother. My mother's probably listening. Really, it was my dad that primarily did all that stuff. But if I don't give equal credit to my mother, she'll be texting me during the first song that I play, <laughs> you know, telling me, and she's probably going to do that either way. So, But mainly it was my dad that uh, that had this deep love of music. And um, so, yeah, he would kind of bring me around to the clubs and all that stuff. And so I really just was going to write a couple of songs and, and perform them. Uh, in the studio with Mark, just really as a birthday gift, and then I just really got the bug again, and um, became, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> so. Awesome. So I want to talk about the new album, but first, let's hear a song. What are you going to play for us first tonight? What am I going to play, John? Uh, I'll play a new uh, song that's on the new album. It's called uh, "A Man Who Man Who Does Nothing." All right, Matt York on the tiny stage tonight, ninety-five nine WATD. drinks in here in the corner I'm buying rounds for the fool They're standing there drinking their beer A room full of men who do nothing The joy in the tavern is gone now The wife that I love she's moved on not in demand I ain't got a plan I am a man who does nothing but it seems that you don't want to let me be but it seems that you don't care I'm drunk once again, I ain't got a plan. I am a man who does nothing. The lies they've been found I'm falling down I can't make a sound I am a man Who does nothing But it seems That you don't want to Let me be But it seems
Matt York live on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Matt, take us through that song. What's that all about? Um, yeah, so, um, I mean, one of the, I think you and I were actually talking about this the other night. Um, I, um, I, I don't drink, and um, but I spent years and years in, in, in the clubs and bars of New England, and uh, uh, so I certainly saw a, a tremendous amount of drinking, and then... Um, and then I, like I said, I was away from this world forever. And, uh, and then when I went back into it, I just saw, you know, just, um, and one of the things about, that's funny about being a musician is a lot of times you will get to a bar at, you know, six, seven o'clock at night to do sound check, and you may not go on until 11, 12 at night. So you see the guys that are there at six o'clock already drinking and then you see them, you know, the same guys oftentimes there. Uh, when you're leaving and so it's really just a song about a guy that drinks too much and um you know it's kind of can't pull it together and uh that's what it's about excellent matt york here on watd let's talk about the new album you're uh you're doing some uh collaborations with uh dave brophy of uh will daly's band which is amazing he's a, an amazing producer too yeah he's i mean we we had a really uh we had a good time and uh it was a. Uh, it was a neat experience. Um, I, my my wife knew him a little bit through uh, her work at Red Star, and um, I had somehow come across the Ruby Rose Fox album about a year ago. I think that her album came out right around the time that mine did, so it just seemed like for some reason I just kept seeing her name and and hearing some of the songs, and and I went out and bought the album. And I, it just blew me away. I, I just could not. She's incredible. It's just that album is just absolutely phenomenal. And um, so you know, he had produced that. He played drums on it, and uh, and I just wanted to try to see what it would be like to work with him because the first album that I did was much more of an Americana album, and it was more uh, acousticy and. Um, this album is is much more fleshed out. Um, there's a lot more instrumentation to it. Um, it's it's all over the map, I think, sound wise. But um, sonically, it's just a much bigger thing that I was trying to achieve. And so, uh, yeah, so he was awesome. I mean, we we had a he's he's just a, he's a wonderful. He's one of those people that everybody likes him because he's just an incredibly nice person. And uh, we should mention too that he's nominated for a New England Music Award. Is he? Producer yeah. of the year. Yeah, he should. I mean, they should. They he absolutely should be. And uh, because he, yeah, I mean, he's 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 really great at what he does, and he's. I think he he just has this winning personality, and so because of that, he has just a tremendous amount of session musicians that are, you know, there in a second when he needs them, and um, so we had a bunch of uh, people come in and uh, just tremendous players, and um, it was really it's a really. It's a really big sound, the, the way it came out, so I'm really happy with it. Yeah, you. Uh, when I, I bumped into you the other night at a uh, club over in Stoughton, and you gave me a copy of the album, and it sounds incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's the only copy, John. You are the only man <laughs> in this world. That was my wife's copy. I literally just took it out of the car and oh, gave boy. it to you. Oh, boy. She going to be mad at me? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Better you than me, John. <laughs> that is true. So is there a release date set for that? You know, I, I, um, no. No. There's, I, I would say June or July. Um, cool. Just I keep. Uh, we finished it in uh, January, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't. 
I haven't got there yet. So. Now, did Dave produce the whole thing, or was it a collaboration with him and some other producers? Yeah, so um, he did. Uh, we did six songs together. Um, Mark and I did a couple of songs after the Boston, Texas album, uh, a song called Hot Shot and a song called On My Own that both um, did pretty well. In fact, both of those songs probably did better than any of the other songs on Boston, Texas, uh, but we never put them out on an album, so I may put them all out on... Um, you know, at least digitally as a, as eight songs. Cool. I, I haven't figured that out just yet, but um, but definitely the six that we did with Dave. Excellent. And the big news that I'm going to have you play another song, and I want to talk after the song about uh, you being in the Rumble this Ooh, year. That was a radio tease right there, yes. John. Um, let me ask you before I play. Can I? Uh, is it possible to get a little more uh, vocal when I'm singing? Yes, okay. actually, uh, in front of you, uh, oh. the orange knob. Oh, on this thing over here. Dead center. Yep, you got yeah. it. Oh. There we go. All right. Uh, all right, so should I take it away from here? Yeah, go for it. Matt, right. work. This is a short little song. It's a little, uh, like, two-minute deal. It's all right. super sad. 95.9 WATD. York, 95.9 WATD. That was sad. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? You know, John, I don't know. I, uh, that, that's <laughs> one I don't know. That's uh, my... Uh, Can you in a dream? Yeah, you know, my, 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 my wife jokes that I sit on the couch and I write these songs, and then half of them end up being like upbeat songs with depressing lyrics. But they all start out as these kind of, you know, like I just got back from my dog's funeral or something, right? And, uh, you know, like every couple of months, she'll just turn to me and be like, we're cool, right? Like, everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no, we're good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this one, so I, on some level, I almost feel like I'm always trying to find one that's just a little sadder than the one before. So this one, um, I forget where I saw the line. Um, please don't hate me when I give up. And, but I thought that was a cool line. And there's like 10 words in that song, and that's like six of them. So 
Awesome. We have Matt York in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. Been a part of the Boston music scene for quite some time. Now, um, Matt, I'm sure when you when, when people mention you know the golden age of of Boston music and Boston rock and roll, things like the Rat come up and TT the Bears. Both of those are gone, but one of the institutions still hanging around in the city is the Rumble, which uh, you were just selected to be a part of. I was, yes. Yeah, so I did it 17 years ago when I was a young buck, and uh, yeah, now I'm like the old dude going back to it. So uh, that should be really fun. I. Um, I was a huge so this I think this is like the thirty seventh or thirty eighth year of the rumble, and um so when I was a teenager and stuff, I just um you know it was something I really aspired to do um when I was a teenager, I actually got to open up for the neighborhoods when they they won it you know like in the late seventies early eighties and um I, you know, probably around 88, I got to open up for them. And I think they were the first band to win the Rumble. I think you're right. Yeah, maybe 79, somewhere around there. Yeah. And uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I remember I, I just loved them. I did an album with Dave Minahan years later, and, uh, you know, they were, he was kind of one of my heroes as a kid. So, you know, knowing they'd gone through it and stuff, uh, you know, I always wanted to be a part of it. So I was uh, in 2000. And then... Um, uh, so yeah, to to get asked to do it again because you can only be in it once. But I was in it with a band, you know, back then, and and now I'm just like the Mount York experience or whatever now. So, <laughs> um, so it's gonna be a really it's gonna be a really funny thing. I can't wait. So tell us about your first time. What was it like to be in that? You know, back in you know '99, it was still with uh, BCN back then, right? It was yeah, it was BCN, and uh, so we were in it in 2000. And um, I was actually just telling the story today to somebody. Um, so it was really funny because at that point our band was was doing really well. We were uh, in a really we we were doing really well, and um, we knew you know if there's 24 bands in it, we probably were friends with half of those bands. We were very, you know, we were just around that world a lot. The music scene was much bigger than I think as far as you know. There was more clubs, and you were just around. You played more shows, and so. Um, but the funny thing was. Um, you know the the band Darkbuster won it, and I'm actually going to play one of Lenny's songs here tonight because um, he's one of my favorite um, songwriters. And for us, and for I think for some of our friends that were also in it that year, none of us knew who they were. Um, they were a real, you know, they were just an amazing punk band that was playing a lot of like VFW halls and you know shows that were all ages and not necessarily in the you know quote unquote scene. And then they just came in and just demolished everybody. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't close. And uh, so that was really cool. Now I know, like you know, I've played with two of the bands in it, and so you know, and they were like both of them. I'm old enough to be the fathers of you know all, all of them. So wait, you're in some good company because I think Flight of Fire is in this year, and yep. Carissa Johnson, who's also incredible. So uh, this there's, there's some great bands this year. So I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's going to be a really cool experience. All right. Well, the time right now is 9.20. We have to take a quick commercial break. We have more, though, with Matt York here on 95.9 WATD right after this. Have you been looking to get more involved with your community? Interested in volunteering to change someone's life? The Home for Little Wanderers needs volunteer tutors who can commit one hour a week for one year to carry out one-to-one tutoring in Plymouth. No experience necessary. These are students from 7th to 10th grade who have experienced environmental and academic challenges and would greatly benefit from the individual support. You can help them succeed. 
Sign up to volunteer today at thehome.org. I'm Matt Curry, president of the Cliff Rogers Free Library and Consignment Shop, a nonprofit organization located at 540 Pleasant Street in Marshfield Hills. Our annual silent auction is planned for March 6th to April 8th. We are currently soliciting donated antiques, collectibles, gift certificates, goods, and services for the auction. The library relies on fundraising events like the auction to survive. We are open Monday through Friday, 1 to 4 p.m., and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Learn more at cliftrogers.org. Hi, this is David from the Duxbury Free Library. Fake news. We've all heard this term. What is it, and how do we discern facts from fiction? The Duxbury Free Library invites you to participate in a community conversation about this topic on Saturday, March 18th from 2.30 to 4 in the library's Merry Room. Award-winning Boston Globe columnist Tony Chamberlain will moderate a panel of local journalists and residents. All are invited to attend and be part of the conversation. Hi guys, we are the President and the Vice President of the Class of 2019 in Marshfield. This year we are hosting the annual Marshfield Idol. It is a singing competition in which the audience votes for the winner and is set to be held on March 16th at 7pm in the Marshfield High School Auditorium. Tickets will be sold for $5 at the door and all proceeds go toward our class. We will also be raffling off a pair to the Celtics versus Orlando Magic game. All are welcome and we hope to see everyone there. Hey, it's John Shea here from Almost Famous Radio. So listen, I get it. You've got stuff to do. And you might not be able to listen each week. But no worries. There's a solution. Take Almost Famous with you on the go anytime by subscribing to the Almost Famous podcast. Available through the iTunes Store, iPhone app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. Just do a search for WATD. And the Almost Famous podcast should pop right up. Just hit subscribe, and it's that simple. New episodes will be downloaded to your device each time they're available. Subscribe now. This is radio so strong. I never miss. Ooh. It'll expand your mind and inflate your ego. Boy, that is strong. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. We're in studio tonight with Matt York on the tiny stage here on 95.9 WATD. Matt, how you doing? I'm still doing well. Everything's going terrific. That's good. Yes. I see no snow and everybody's doing well. So yep. it's a good night overall here at the old radio station. We are... Uh, chatting with Matt tonight about his new album and his old album. Do you have a name for the new album? You know, John, I don't. And uh, I've had a lot of almost names for the band album, and then every time everyone's like, you know, that's not that good a name for the album. So. Are you taking uh, suggestions online? Absolutely. No. Yeah, you, yeah. Sure. <laughs> if anybody's got it. So the album is basically about um, people that drink too much. So if, if anybody has any ideas... Fire away, Matt York, Boston, on the old Twitter, on the Facebook, all that stuff. Let me know. Excellent. So you've been writing music for a number of years. How do you know when a song is ready? Um, yeah, it's, so it's funny with me because I think everybody's different. But for me, like I'll start something, and if I just think that it's not going to work out, then I just kind of toss it aside. But... Generally, if there's one that I like, I'll just keep playing it and playing and playing it until I just feel like it's, you know, it's like a painting. Like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is done. And some of them take me, you know, two hours and they're done. And then others take me weeks. So there's no real rhyme or reason to it. Um, I don't, I've definitely, um, you know, not 
having that gap of, I mean the, the, the 14 years or so that I took off from music I essentially didn't play music like I didn't pick up my guitar like I didn't do anything I was just done and so uh, I think there's been a lot of creative juices that have kind of come out going back to it now so those songs that take two hours compared to the songs that could take weeks are there is there a difference or can it just be are they deeper can there be any difference between the two or are they kind of just all the same yeah you know um, I think that generally speaking the uh, some of the best or the songs that I like the most that I've written I think have been ones that have been like that that have just happened very quickly because you know the the form of them is generally pretty straight ahead um you know a lot of when I say that they only take me two hours a lot of times like I'll just kind of have to tweak some of the words and things like that um but the melody lines are generally there and the the progressions are there and then you know having an iPhone's awesome because I'll just record a little snippet if I think of something and then come back to it um which is like I mean, years ago, I remember like calling the voicemail at my house and like singing into my voicemail so that I would have it recorded, uh, you know, <laughs> prior to, prior to cell phones. So, uh, you know, it's it's it it's uh, been a godsend for all, not just me for a lot of people that uh, write songs. So, with that fourteen year break, how do you think your music has evolved since you first started writing? Um, I think that uh, I think when I was younger. I wrote, um, I was much more kind of punk based back then, I think. And, um, you know, I was young, you know, the, the way people write when they're young and, uh, now I'm like an old dude and I got kids and, you know, I go to bed at 10 o'clock every night and, you know, I'm an essentially an incredibly lame person that just knows how to play guitar. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but yeah, so, I mean, I mean, one of the things one of the things I'd say is that, I mean, when I was young, my, my parents got divorced. And so that was like a big thing, like for me, like as far as songwriting, like it gave me something to write about watching couples break up. And all my songs are about breakup generally or falling in love. And, um, you know, as, as you get older and you see your friends get married and, and your friends, kids, uh, your kids, um, friends, parents and stuff, you know, you start to see divorce happen amongst people that you know and um so i think that that had somewhat of an effect on me um and and kind of you know and the the the, this is the truest part and then i'll stop talking john i promise um no keep going my my wife is 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 the the best like I, i one of the greatest things about playing guitar is you can really marry over your head and so that's one of the nice things about it but one of the bad things about my wife just to stop you there for just a moment. Yeah. That could be, that could be, that could be the album title. Is that one of the bad things about my wife? No. Oh. <laughs> um, so, um, no, is uh, that, that she's like normal and nice and, and great and we love each other and we get along great. And so, um, you know, it was uh, it, it almost like a writing block having her because, you know, I was like, God, you know. And uh, this is a true story. I quit smoking about six seven years ago and we went on vacation uh as a family when my kids were pretty young and i had told her i had quit smoking but i was kind of still sneaking cigarettes and i had to spend a week not being able to smoke because we were together 24 hours a day and i was just miserable and that was the i must have written five songs in that week (laughs) so each one of them about two hours yeah but all of them you know but yeah pretty much but um but anyway so so yeah so so I write all these miserable songs, but otherwise I'm reasonably happy. 
Can we hear a miserable song? Yeah, this is actually a reasonable. Uh, this, so this song is by a guy named Lenny Lashley, who uh, plays in the band Street Dogs and, and, and was the singer and guitar pu- guitar player for um, Darkbuster. Lenny is from down here. I think he's from Kingston, and uh, he's not a friend of mine, but he's certainly somebody that I've known over the years. He's maybe my favorite songwriter in Boston, and um, the song is called "Leaving in the Morning." All right, we have Matt York live in studio tonight, ninety-five nine WATD. So, John, hang on the tuning song. Lonely highway, dark roadside I'm praying for forgiveness of my sins And I know the devil's got a place for me I'm gone, I'm leaving in the morning What an angry and bitter fool am I I've been much more trouble than I'm worth I've lusted and stolen and been stricken down I'm gone, but I'm leaving in the morning Love ain't been no friend of mine But I said love I'm gone, I'm leaving When the morning comes I'm gone, I'm leaving in the morning When they lay me underneath the ground I want no one to shed a tear for me I've lived life to its fullest now I'm glory bound, I'm gone But I'm leaving in the morning Love ain't been no friend of mine But I said love I'm gone, I'm leaving When the morning comes, I'm gone I'm leaving in the morning That is Matt York live on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that, man. Thank you very much. Sounding incredible tonight. So, Matt, let's talk about your uh, online information. Where can people find you? Um, I am Matt York Boston, I think, everywhere. Now, I'm universally, uh, yeah, Facebook, the Twitter, uh, the, the Instagram. I don't really do the, in- I feel like I'm too old to Instagram. But uh, I do have it, and uh, so you that, tagged me today. Yeah, That's good. so uh, I do that a little bit, uh, and then Facebook. Uh, so all of them, I am Matt York Boston. So at Matt, whatever at Matt York Boston. Cool. My website, which is different, is is MattYorkMusic.com. 
Excellent. I hope I've confused everybody out there. You did me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> How about upcoming shows? Upcoming shows. So uh, I am in. Uh, I am locked down here until the Rumble. So uh, so I just had a whole bunch of shows uh, the last uh, month or so. When is the Rumble? And, Let's uh, talk about the that. The Rumble begins April second, and uh, I am playing April fourth. Excellent. Now, how does that, explain to us how that works? Because it's essentially this giant professional battle of the bands that just is completely amazing. Yeah, I, I can tell you everything. Sorry, I'm just I got one string that's just bothering me, Jones. Just upsetting. <laughs> I'm gonna write a song about that, John. Call my D string. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. All right, here we go. Um, the Crickets. Rumble is uh, 24 bands and. Uh, uh, you can only be in it once. You uh, or your band, the band itself, can only be in it once. Uh, they have six preliminary nights. There is a winner each night. After those six nights, there are also two wild cards that are picked that have the highest scores of the bands that did not win. You then have two rounds, uh, and you then have the the semifinals, which are two nights with four bands each. And then you have the finals, which are the two winners of those um, semi nights, and then the the wild, one wild card from those two nights. Uh, the finals is three bands, and then they usually have like a national act uh, come in um, as the fourth band to kind of play. And then they announce the winner after that, uh, and then you win cash and prizes. And I, I don't even I don't know what you win. Uh, I when I did it in two thousand. This is a true story. This is the way radio has changed. WBCN River Rave. Was it? Remember the River Rave was like this huge thing at Foxborough Stadium. Yes, it was incredible. Yeah, and um, so I grew up in Foxborough. I grew up right behind the stadium. Like I was, I like would walk up to the stadium to go see with the Patriots when they were terrible and stuff. And so I was so so the opening, the the winner of that Rumble two thousand was the opening band at River Rave. And so you know I was so fired up about the possibility of that happening and everything kind of coming full circle and then i didn't win uh i don't they i don't think they've given i haven't seen the list of of uh what the prizes this year are but there's been some incredible bands in the past that have competed in the rumble till tuesday the del fuegos uh mike viola from uh stoughton he went on to uh to do some amazing things i think he uh wrote and played with the wonders that thing you do back in the 90s so oh yeah some, right some incredible acts that have uh, been a part of the uh, the Rumble in the past. So we wish you the best of luck. And like like we said, you're in some good company this year. We have um, Flight of Fire, who's been in studio a few times. They're going to be uh, a part of that, as well as um, Carissa Johnson has been in studio here as well. So hopefully, I can make it out to one of the uh, one of the nights there. Cause yeah, those are the amazing. only two uh, like of the. 24 bands i guess i'm one of them so i guess there would only be 23 others but um those are the only two that i've actually played with and uh, i just played with chris uh two weekends ago and uh played with flight of fire a couple times and so yeah so i'm rooting for both of them i'm glad that we're not on the same nights um i've been in two battle of the band type things with flight of fire that they've both they've won both so i prefer not to see them yeah and, i'm looking uh, here right now <laughs> biltmore is a cool band they're from providence mm-hmm. Uh, Rolling Nectar is cool. I've played them before. There's some uh, amazing musicians this year that are uh, battling it out. So everybody's uh, everybody needs the best of luck this year because there's, there's some great competition. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's funny. Like uh, I was telling the story, um, somebody uh, uh, 
some uh, newspaper writer was doing uh, writing about. I had not been in the Rumble for 17 years, but the band The Shield of Divine were in it the year before I was. They won it in 1999. And uh, their singer, Aaron, is actually in a new band that's in it this year as well. So uh, it's funny. There's a handful of names that I remember from those days that are still doing it. And then there's a bunch of kids. So. And it's uh, happening at Once Somerville, so you can find more information by going to oncesomerville.com, another really cool club in the area that's uh, doing some amazing things. It's a great room. So let's hear, uh, let's go into another song, Matt. What do you want to play for us next? Oh, John. John. Putting the pressure on. Let's see. Well, um. I will play, uh. Sorry. I will play a song called, uh. September's Coming Soon. Which is not. It's not. It's not at all. (laughs) Um. And this is, uh. This is a very sad song. But here it goes. Ready? All right, let's do it. Matt York, WATD. September's coming soon. That hour seems to bring me down. Telling me to laugh, but you know I ain't no damn clown. Everybody told me you were looking for my phone. September's coming soon, and that's ours when all the cool comes out. I could have tried to give you my last time You said you wanted more And I had to go and wait in line Swear I'm gonna find you, yeah I'm gonna find you out Yeah, I'm gonna find you out Find you out I've been thinking about you Oh, no, no I've been thinking about you That I found I know it's you 
Somebody told me, yeah, you reap what you sow. Matt York, 95.9 WATD. Let's talk about that guitar for a moment. That guitar sounds incredible tonight. I'm glad you like it, John. It's bothering me a little bit. I feel like it's, uh, all right. It's a little, I feel like it's a little, uh, out of tune. Maybe it's the weather. It might, I'm blaming it on the weather, yeah. I'm not sure. But, uh, it is a beautiful guitar. Um, I bought it from a guy out in Western Mass that had a drug problem. And, uh, so I got a really good deal on it. And, uh, he had traded it in, uh, for like 400 bucks. I got it for like 600 bucks. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I love it. And then, one quick so I had I had a Martin I had a beautiful Martin acoustic guitar and my dog knocked it off of a chair and it split the head of it off and it was destroyed and so it sat in my in my basement for like nine years I took it to two guitar fixer people they couldn't do it so I bought this one you know shortly after it broke uh, and I got a great deal on it and then um Mick and Aaron down at the... I was just going to say. Yeah, I took it to Aaron and, and Mick, and they're like, oh, we think we could fix that. And uh, and they did. And so I use that one more. I played this one the other night when I saw you, but I generally play that other one because it's more of a banger. It's all, you know, it's it's just got a bunch of... It's been beat up. Some war marks? Yeah. This one's... But this one's got a really nice, nice warm sound to it. It and, does. It's like it's filling the speakers here in the studio, so it, it sounds very full. Yes. No, thank you. I, uh, a lot of people... I don't know anything about guitars, but people say that they think it sounds nice, so they must know. So you've been playing, you know, since you were a teenager. You must have a couple of uh, Spinal Tap tour stories. Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Let me, uh... One that you can say on the radio. Yeah, that's what I'm just trying to think. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I've got, I mean, I don't remember some of them, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to do a lot of really cool things, um, definitely, and, um... I mean, I met my wife uh, at what is now, I think it's called the Cove now, but it was, when I was growing up, it was Sir Morgan's Cove, and then it was Lucky Dog. Um, she played on stage with a band um, about 16 years ago, and my bass player at the time thought her singer was really cute, and I thought she was really cute, and uh, we were doing a residency at the Lizard Lounge, so I invited them to come and play with us, and um, shortly thereafter, we got married. So uh, that is my favorite music story. Uh, Excellent. I can see why. Yeah, that one worked out pretty well. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely, uh, certainly my late 20s and stuff were, were um, you know, I pretty much did music and worked, you know, like some part-time jobs, taught guitar a little bit and stuff. But for the most part, I was a musician and I was, you know, insanely poor and, um, you know, but it was a pretty awesome way to, to live. And uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's easier now. <laughs> and so it's funny when, you know, as a like a, you know, normal adult that has a regular job or whatever, it's it's funny to go back and see people living that life that I lived prior to that. But uh um but yeah, no, it's I mean, I don't I, I'll try to let me try to think of a good storage. All right. Like, um, so how does how would you say having a full-time job that's outside of music kind of inspire you and kind of help spark the inspiration to uh to be a musician on the side yeah so uh like i was saying earlier i was i was really precocious i mean i was writing songs when i was a 12 year old um 
Um, I was playing places like you know big clubs like Fort you know like Bunratties and the Rat and stuff when I was fourteen fifteen years old. So there wasn't much doubt what I was going to do. Um, you know, like after high school and stuff. And so uh, because of that, like I went to college for a while, but and, but dropped out, and, and I didn't go back till you know years later. I went and and, and graduated, but. Um, you know, it was. I never thought of doing anything else. Like this was all I was going to to do, and so uh, I mean, fortunately, I have a good boss, and I've had the same boss now for seventeen years, and um, and I work from home, so you know, it's not like I'm, uh, you know, wearing a suit and tie and getting on the train every morning or something that would just make me, you know, get run over by a train. So, um, but I mean, it's it's fun to come back and and do this on some level, but. Um, you know, I, I, you adjust, right? I mean, it's it, what I, I would much rather be playing to ten thousand people a night um, all over the world, but it is what it is. So, what everybody? <laughs> so, if you could go back in time and tell yourself something as a teenager that you know now, what would it be? Um, well, I I would, in hindsight, now I would have gone to school and taken school seriously when I was in college my first time around because when I suddenly realized that I was not going to be able to make it um, money-wise, musically, I hadn't finished school. And so I was kind of scrambling, like, what am I going to do? And uh, so I think that, you know, there, there was this kind of school of thought that I took and that I think a lot of artsy type people take that just, you know, give yourself no options and if you have no options your art will just you'll find a way to succeed uh, but it doesn't work for everybody <laughs> and so uh, that was the, the the approach that I took now but I, in hindsight I would have gone you know done well in school done all that stuff at an early age so when I was 21, 22 I could have gone and done music but then had the option of, of, of leading into a different career uh, yeah, I didn't get my degree until I was in my 30s, so it, it limited me a little bit in what I wanted to do. So, Excellent. So Stay in school. Yeah, great advice. <laughs> so, um, you know, growing up, playing in clubs, playing in clubs now, what are some of your favorite venues? Maybe then, uh, past and present. T.T. the Bears is my favorite uh, club of all time. Um, it was just... Um, you know, it's such a such a unique place because it was it was it was a, a place that was owned by a woman. It was run by a woman. The, I mean, it was, you know, there was just three awesome women that ran that place, and that and they were so good to my band and so many bands. And she's and tough as nails too. Tough as nails, and uh, and so was Randy. When Randy, you know, Randy's at Atwoods now, but when she used to book there, she was tough too, and. Uh, and Jeannie, who was the, this great bartender there who passed away um, a few years ago, some, more than a few years ago now, um, she was just this incredibly warm person. And, and you know, she just knew, um, you know, that none of us had any money, that, you know, all of us were trying so hard. And, and uh, she was just such a, a good soul. And when I had left music uh, for a long time, Jeannie, Jeannie came down with cancer and... Um, they started to do some benefits to try to raise money for her, uh, and then unfortunately she passed away. and And then they had like a a service there. So I played um, two or three of the benefits for her, and then I actually played the service itself at TT's. And um, 
you know, it's just it's just such a it was just a special place, and it's one of those clubs that you 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 wish that there was one of those in you know in every neighborhood because there there, there should be more. Uh, playing CBGBs was really cool. Obviously, I mean that was like you know such a, a you know kind of a goal as a kid is to to go and play there, and um, I loved that that room a lot. Uh, the Rat when I played the Rat for the most part was kind of just disgusting. It wasn't. It wasn't the '70s rat that everybody talks about. It was. It was before my time. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have uh, hung out in that place. Yeah, I mean the 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 thrill was gone by the time. I mean, I played there in high school a couple times and it was cool. But um, when I played there, like in my mid twenties, it was about to close. We played there the closing weekend. Um, they had had a huge flood in Kenmore Square, and I, I think the I think they said that the water was five feet high in the basement. And they pumped it all out, and then they decided they were going to have like a couple more weeks of music. And we were one of the like '90s bands at the or the the new bands at that time um, to play. And we literally had these like hazardous suits on that we wore, and it was just absolutely gross. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it, yeah. <laughs> but it still must have been cool. There still must have been some some cool vibes in the place, like TTs. You walk you walked into TTs. And you knew right off the bat that that place just kind of reeked of of music history. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean it's. Um, I mean, I have so many amazing memories of that place, and um, it broke my heart to see it close. And um, you know, I was there for a couple of the closing events that they did, and uh, you know, the new club looks amazing. The uh, I saw the pictures of it, um, but you can't replace the people that were a part of that, and. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, I think um, you see less. I feel like you see less and less of those types of places as the music scene has kind of um, shrunk. I guess would be the right word. I mean, the, the talent hasn't shrunk, but the amount of people that go out to clubs and, and the amount of actual rock clubs that exist um, has shrunk clearly. So, I agree. We have Matt York in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. We have to take one more quick break. I think we have time for maybe one more song, though. All right. Does that work good. for you? Yeah. So you're going to take a break and then I'll kind of come back? Is that what's going that on? That sounds good. All right. Let's All right. 95.9 WATD. Take a look around. What do you see? Is it the smile on your friend's face? Or is it the rising of the sun? For more than 150,000 people in Massachusetts alone, they can't see this. At the Talking Information Center in Marshfield, we broadcast our voices so that the visually impaired can hear what you can see. To volunteer your time and voice, or to donate to TIC, go online at TICnetwork.org, or call us at 1-800-696-9505. Animal lovers, this is Marianne Regan from the Situate Animal Shelter. Do you want to help homeless pets this St. Patrick's Day? During the month of March, purchase a $5 shamrock for one of our homeless pets, giving a needy animal some much-needed luck of the Irish this season. Your shamrock will decorate our float at this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade in Situate, and your gift will help needy animals throughout the spring. Go to situateanimalshelter.org for more information. I'm Lynn Smith with Old Colony Elder Services, OCES, and we're asking you to join us on April 2nd for our second annual Moving Heels for Meals on Wheels 5K Road Race. The race is going to benefit our nutrition program. The road race starts at Silver Lake High School on Route 27 in Kingston at 9 a.m. Early registration fees are $25 for adults, 
20 for students and 15 for children 10 and under. Go to OCESMA.org and click on the registration link. I'm Matt Curry, president of the Cliff Rogers Free Library and Consignment Shop, a nonprofit organization located at 540 Pleasant Street in Marshfield Hills. Our annual silent auction is planned for March 6th to April 8th. We are currently soliciting donated antiques, collectibles, gift certificates, goods, and services for the auction. The library relies on fundraising events like the auction to survive. We are open Monday through Friday, 1 to 4 p.m. and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Learn more at cliftrogers.org. Hi, guys. We are the president and the vice president of the class of 2019 in Marshfield. This year, we are hosting the annual Marshfield Idol. It is a singing competition in which the audience votes for the winner and is set to be held on March 16th at 7 p.m. in the Marshfield High School Auditorium. Tickets will be sold for $5 at the door, and all proceeds go toward our class. We will also be raffling off a pair to the Celtics versus Orlando Magic game. All are welcome, and we hope to see everyone there. Hey, it's John Shea here from Almost Famous Radio. So listen, I get it. You've got stuff to do, and you might not be able to listen each week. But no worries, there's a solution. Take Almost Famous with you on the go anytime by subscribing to the Almost Famous podcast. Available through the iTunes Store, iPhone app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. Just do a search for WATD, and the Almost Famous podcast should pop right up. Just hit subscribe, and it's that simple. New episodes will be downloaded to your device each time they're available. Subscribe now. Experience the satisfaction of fine listening. Almost famous. And when you're on the go, enjoy music in motion. Available at 95.9WATD.com. You're listening to Almost Famous on 95.9WATD. And for a few more minutes, we are on the tiny stage with Mr. Matt York. Matt, good evening. Hi. Hi, how you doing tonight? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. My headphones were off, John. I was not ready. <laughs> You're ready now, though. You're, I thought you were born ready. I I was, but then briefly there I wasn't, but I am again. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few more minutes before we uh, send things over to Peter Black in the wide world of blues. Let's kind of recap. Um, right. If you would give us uh, your information about uh, where the CDs are available, where you can be found online, all that good stuff. All right. Um, MattYorkMusic.com website. Everything else, the Instagram, the, the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, Matt York Boston. Uh, I am on iTunes, all of the different places where you would buy music online. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Bandcamp. Matt York, the album Boston, Texas, is the album that I released last year. Um, that is available uh, in all of those different ways. So you could, you might be listening on your iPhone right now. You could look at that iPhone. You could just hit the iTunes store button you could then type in matt york boston texas you could purchase that album and then they would give me money and then i could you know you could give me money i could give that money to john and you know actually that's that's uh, illegal i think that's payola that's right. we don't we don't we don't talk yeah. about that john just talked about payola right on the radio <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the rumble coming up let's talk about that too yeah, so the Rumble is April fourth. It's a uh, I'm the, my preliminary night is a Tuesday night. I'm playing at nine p.m. nine sharp. Uh, that is, um, it's all ages. If you you know like they can't they won't let you like if you're like a ten year old and you show up at the door without a parent they won't let you in. But if you have a parent they will let you in. Um, it's at nine o'clock. Uh, I know that I'm sure there are some folks on the South Shore. Uh, listening, and uh, I could definitely use your help on that. That's a big room. Uh, it's a great room. It's a really cool place. It is a true throwback uh, type of club, and uh, 
if you haven't experienced uh, like the Boston Music World in a long time, that there is no really no better way to do it than to go and you know spend a night there. Uh, I play a thirty minute set from nine to nine thirty, and then there are three other bands after me. If you want to come to the Rumble, you can come. Watch me at 9. At 9.31, you can leave. You don't have to say hi to me. You don't have to do anything. But you could go. You could have a nice dinner. Just something to think about. Brownie points there, right? Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. Excellent. Once Somerville.com is the website to get tickets. Go check it out. Matt York, the Rumble. It's a, it's a Boston experience. It is. Uh, going to the Rumble. So definitely don't don't pass this up. So I think, Matt, we have time for one more song. What are you going to uh, take us to uh, 10 o'clock with? John, I'm going to take you to 10 o'clock with a song by Towns Van Sant. Who's ah, I love him. Favorite songwriters of all time. And I was just playing this song, and I feel like somewhere out there, somewhere, somebody's just sitting there in this gross weather, listening on the radio or driving in their car. And they just like, you know, what would it be like to hear the most miserable song ever? And all I, right. I th- like, I've tried <laughs> over the last hour to, 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 to produce a bunch of those for you. I think, though, Towns does it a lot better than uh, I do. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So here we go. This song is called If I Needed You. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, John. Have a great night. If I needed you, would you come to me? Would you come to me and ease my pain? If you needed me, I would come to you. I'd swim the seas for to ease your pain. Well, the night for long. Oh, the morning's born And the morning shines with the light of love You will miss sunrise If you close your eyes That would break my heart in two If I needed you Would you come to me Would you come to me and ease my pain? If you needed me, I would come to you. I'd swim the seas for to ease your pain. Since I showed her out to lay her little hand in mine, up in little green, she's a sight to see, a treasure for the poor to find. If I needed you, would you come to me? Would you come to me and ease my pain? If I needed me, 
I would come to you I'd swear 